0: Welcome to I Have Some Notes, side notes edition. This is the uh, part of the I Have Notes podcast, uh, which is actually part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, where we talk about, well, today we're just talking about stuff. We're just going to talk about uh, movies. We're going to talk about maybe things that go into movies, but movies, things that make movies. Things that come out of movies. Things that come out of movies. Just movie stuff. Uh, my name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Scott C Bourgeois. Hi,
1: I'm Greg Beaver.
0: Joining us is very, very, very special guest, and uh, second time on the podcast, yeah. I believe. He, two time, he came back. Uh, Brandon from Variant Edition. Is this technically his third? Is it his third time? Because yeah. oh, he was right. on.
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> oh man! <'Cause laughs> podcast on the magic. Indiana, the Indiana Jones. The episode oh, that's as well. right.
0: Yeah, podcast magic. This I, is my third time. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that! There. So uh, this. Will, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got the extra bag of Justice League snacks then. So it's, yeah. It's, mm. uh, it's a reward. Uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we pay. There, there, yeah, with yeah. yes, little there we bags go. of snacks. With, 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 with water <laughs> and bags of snacks.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, here, watch Get- this horrible <laughs> Justice League movie. Now eat the Justice League. <laughs> ah,
0: there we go. Eat it. Enjoy it.
2: We eat our mistakes here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so the last couple of side notes, we've been uh, kind of talking about uh, like a specific topic, but uh, way back in the day, we actually just kind of talked about what we've been watching and maybe things we've noticed, the things that we like, we don't like, that sort of stuff. So we're kind of just going to kind of go that direction and just sort of talk about things we like, don't like. We're
1: going to roll old
0: school. Roll old, old school. school. So who wants to start? Who wants to? Who wants to
1: I start? recently Greg watched Bieber.
0: the Meg. Oh, did you really? Like, yeah, that just came, it, it, the Meg just came out this weekend. Yeah,
1: the, the uh, Jason Statham uh, vehicle. It's uh, how is that? It's actually um, pretty good. It's it's it's. Um, I said on the I have some notes account that it, it's sort of like it, it's not. It, it kind of wins you over with its charm every time you start thinking that it's not a very good movie. Yeah, you know, it, like it. You know, it will uh, it will start to feel like it's lagging a little bit, and then uh, and then Jason Statham. Uh, we'll do something funny or charming, and uh, and you're like, all right, I'm with you again. I'm with you again. Um, it's uh, it's you know, as shark movies go, uh, you know, it's um, I, I read a lot of complaints that like it didn't go crazy enough, but like I don't know, it seemed fine to me. It was oh, you know, it was. What, <laughs> what
0: do you have to do to please people these days?
1: Come on, <laughs> it had a bunch of giant sh- uh, sharks in it. it. It delivered on exactly what uh, it intended to uh, to give me. Whoa, a bunch
3: of giant sharks? What uh, that may spoiler alert, outrageous. How dare you? <laughs>
0: uh, the Meg debuted uh, 146 million dollars and was actually the number one movie. In yeah. The world. Success at the time of this recording. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, there we it, go.
0: It was number one in on the weekend.
3: Is it Fox riding office. like? Is it riding the snakes on a plane vibe? Like a movie that's kind of deliberately
1: sort of just leaning into itself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe just a like a, a s- just successful marketing. You know, like it may have been just that, or or maybe. People were, it was just the ripe right thing. People were ready for another giant shark movie, and it was something different that came along that wasn't a fucking superhero, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and advertising during Shark Week is always good. Yeah. Did they really?
0: Yeah, they did. That's very cool. That's, that's smart. That's smart. Well, yeah. Are, are we excited for the, is it, so if there's more shark movies, is this going to be. Is this is this going to replace the superhero genre? Is going <laughs> to be shark shark, shark, shark shark movie. and animal movies? Are we going to see like an anaconda reboot soon?
1: Oh, I mean, you can make the argument that this is peak shark because we've already had like twelve Sharknado movies. Right? Oh, that's true. Right? true. And yeah. actually, like giant animal movies have been a
3: thing for a while, but they just so. they tend to be relegated down into like direct to video or direct to Netflix, or and that's where you get your like. You're like shark to pussies, yeah. and your anaconda sharks, and it, let's be fair—it's all shark stuff. Although, although it's, it's did, all mixed with We sharks. did
1: have uh, we did have rampage earlier this year. Also true, right. giant animals uh, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. That's true. Colin just brought up on our on our brand new high tech TV that we're looking at that we've got the the full list of all the uh, the totals. Uh, from all the movies this year, and uh, uh,
0: Rampage number eleven at uh, the box office worldwide oh, this year. Yeah, yeah
1: four hundred million dollars is a pretty good take for, for yeah. a video game it movie. Beat out a Star War. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> poor, poor Han Solo. No love this year. Did anybody go? Did anybody go see no. the Han Solo? I was, I
3: yeah. was
0: invited. I declined.
1: I did
3: go and see Solo,
1: a Star War
3: story, <laughs> uh, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I would go so far as to say that uh like it was a really good space western. Um I have up. heard pretty much universally from people it's a good movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's just fine. Like there I have I have no qualms with the solo movie. Um it was it the best Star Wars movie? Eh, probably not, but it was fun. Uh, it knew what it was about. It had some great character moments. Probably the best depiction of Chewbacca in a movie, I would say. Oh. Ooh. Uh, Donald Glover is a friggin' treasure as Lando Calrissian. And I legitimately want to see a Lando Calrissian standalone movie now, mm-hmm. where it's Billy D. Williams sitting around a card table telling a group of like gamblers about this adventure from his youth and it keeps flashing back to Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, the younger version, uh, having an adventure, and the stories don't quite line up. Billy D. Williams is clearly like, S- selling a story that didn't quite happen that way, yeah, where he's yeah. like, and I won them over with my Billy D. Williams Ew. charm. And then it cuts to Donald Glover getting like beaten up by some guys.
1: The old unreliable
0: narrator? Yeah, I think
3: that would be a great movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I would love to see Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover both playing Land Here's, a, movie. Same movie. Here's a
0: question for you, Scott. Uh, instead of a movie, would you accept a TV series? Yes. The reason I pitched this is because... Uh, in the next, uh, I believe it's the next twenty four months. Uh, Disney is launching their own kind of like standalone video service. You can you, you can stop be...
3: digging. You've already struck oil. There yes, we go. Absolutely. Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, maybe, uh, Disney, if you're listening, put put that on your uh, when you when you take everything off of Netflix and you're needing to just put all of this stuff on your own little little uh, Disney Disney flicks or whatever they're going to call it. Disney standalone. Uh, yeah, make make that TV t- make that TV show for Scott and others. I think I've earned it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. here we go speaking of Lando he's uh, I guess it came out was it this past week or the week before that he will officially be in Star Wars 9 now I did see that yeah he's listed on the cast Billy Dees or Billy D. Yeah. oh really coming back is Lando Calrissian huh, the cool. elder
2: version of Lando Calrissian oh and
0: cool. they've
1: also established that uh, Carrie Fisher will be back in uh, by using some uh, unused footage from yeah. the previous two they're, films they're not going to like digitally or. resurrect
3: her like they did uh Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Oh thank god. Uh, <laughs>
3: that
1: would be in poor taste I think. But
3: well, especially considering it's so recent. Mm-hmm. Like if it was yeah. 20 years from now and you were like we're going to have Carrie Fisher in a movie. It's like okay, weird, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like it's it really is too soon. But using know. existing footage of her mm-hmm. and kind of finding a way to work it in, I'm I'm down with that.
1: It's still a, it's still a little ghoulish to me, like oh, just super like ghoulish. just um, taking a person that has that is dead and then just like putting words in their mouth just seem just doesn't seem right somehow. And even if it is fiction, I, I, don't, yeah. I know it's just and like, it's not like characters haven't been
3: recast before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean this is yeah. It's been a long. It, like, is it was it ever really necessary? I mean, it, it probably wasn't necessary for Grand Moff Tarkin to appear in Rogue One anyway. But like, I I disagree. I think it was important for
3: him to be there, but I don't know that he needed to be there quite that much. And I also would have been fine with them just hiring someone else to play Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: As opposed to bringing Peter you Cushing think- <laughs> back from do the you dead. You,
0: do you think there was enough? Because there was a kind of a fair bit of kind of negative negative. Though Peter response.
3: Cushing in particular might have actually been amused by being brought back from the dead. Yeah, being an old Dracula actor. Yeah, not not one of the ones who played Dracula, but he was uh, he was a long running Van Helsing in those series. Yeah. Okay.
0: So he might have appreciated the irony. <laughs> do, you, do you think now? Do you think that uh, do you think that there would have been like because there kind of was a bit of like kind of negative publicity, a bit of a backlash that like going forward that they probably won't do mm-hmm. that. Like people are like okay, yeah, you can do it, great, fine, whatever, but audiences don't like it. Just just recast the moth Tarkin. I I don't With think. The, I think they will continue to do.
2: that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. they will. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like if
3: the Rock dropped dead tomorrow, um, they and Nathan Martin would be devastated. Uh, they would continue <laughs> to put the Rock in movies, like they'd hologram him in somehow. <laughs> yeah,
2: they've got enough. Uh, they've got enough uh, design work from video games that it'll just be fine. Yeah, they could so just work on that. Soon we'll be able to motion re- capture re- everything. We'll be able to
1: reboot celebrities' careers the same way we re- re- reboot old franchises. Sure, why not?
3: Have have some old uh, Christopher Lee movies get rebooted with. Christopher Lee, even though he's dead. Another ironic choice, because he actually played Dracula in the movies (laughs) Peter Cushing was playing Van Helsing.
0: Ah, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you might also appreciate it. Brandon, is there anything you've been watching or kind of you've been enjoying or hating lately? I'd watch a new Vincent Price movie. I just
3: want to, I'm going to cut, call it off. I would watch
0: a new Vincent Price movie. I would legitimately be like, I'm
3: going to go see that movie in which uh, they brought Vincent Price back.
0: (laughs) CGI Vincent Price.
2: Uh, I haven't watched any uh, new movies recently, uh, but what I did watch over the last week was the finest cinematic achievement of our lifetime, Hudson Hawk.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> hudson Hawk, one of
3: anita's favorite movies yeah and, and right rightfully back.
0: so i've never seen hudson I have oh my either. goodness oh oh
2: you guys are Listeners, in for brandon's eyes just lit up question mark treat <laughs> <laughs> um because by any stretch of the imagination it's not a good movie
0: what's the what's the premise of hudson Hawk? it's a bruce willis movie i know that
2: uh yeah bruce willis is uh a dude who likes to steal things okay um also known as a thief. Yes,
3: he's a
0: theft um, engineer.
2: But it ends up going into like weird Indiana Jones type area. Okay, but, but more slapstick, madcap comedy. Yeah,
0: yeah okay. part
3: of his shtick is that he times all of his uh, mm-hmm. all of his robberies to show tunes that yes, he, he does. and his partner are singing out loud as they're robbing places to keep in time to the robbery that's taking place. Wowzers. So there's it is technically a musical, so it's right up
0: Collins. Uh, up. I like what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is like from like the late 90s, is it not? Late 90s, early 2000s? Mid 90s, I think,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, regardless, it's one of my favorite things.
3: So there's a, there's another, I'm not going to, I don't know if it's a podcast or if it's uh, YouTube. It's kind of both, called Cinematological. And it is the Church of Bad Films. And uh, our own Greg Beaver uh, is or will be on an upcoming episode. Yeah. Uh, because he was invited on. And uh, they, they do bad movies. And Anita recently found them as well and was getting into them and legitimately was like, I would do Hudson Hawk for Cinematological. If they invited me on the show, I would be doing Hudson Hawk mm-hmm. because it is a terrible movie that she loves.
2: It's so good. No one will this agree with me. going into my brain for
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Because I actually remember seeing, and this like, so, because I remember seeing like the poster or it was like an ad in like a comic book or something like that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this looks kind of like adventure-y. Yeah, I thought it was like a comic book movie like back in the day. Back when they didn't make comic book movies. Yeah, exactly. Pre-1999 sort of thing. It so, gets
2: weirdly big and apocalyptic. Does it really? It sure does.
0: I like what I'm hearing.
1: You've sold me, Brandon. I have a question for the table uh, if I may be permitted to do so. Mm, uh, sure. What is your favorite bad movie to watch? Or if there is a series of bad movies that you prefer to talk mm. about because I can tell you like that guilty it, like guilty pleasure like I will watch this movie
2: I think I already went through mine yeah
0: yeah Hudson Hawk is yours mm. Colin there's I so there's a there's a couple that come to mind I quite like battleship is like a terrible movie huh uh, there's another one that was kind of yeah, what's my
1: Battleship uh, is like the confluence of a lot of crazy. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's like it, <laughs> because the the premise is bananas. Because like you know it's it's a it's a board game and it's a board game about about uh, World War Two ships yep. battling each other. Yes, it is. And and the the whoever was uh, tasked to re- have a take on Battleship was like. Uh,
0: well, we gotta have aliens. I mean, we're not gonna not I have think, aliens. I would, I would argue that battle, the movie that the, the movie that they actually came out with to make a movie out of a like a World War like a 1940s era board game is genius. Uh, also, guilty pleasure, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, you've ooh, established that before yes, too. This, this is this is part of the I have notes canon. Dare, <laughs> Dare, Daredevil is my guilty pleasure. Well, I would uh, highly
1: recommend that our listeners. Um, experience anything by the director neil breen
0: oh yes our good friend yes
1: if you don't know who neil breen is, is he's a director out of uh of las vegas i believe um <laughs>
0: is neil breen really from anywhere? <laughs> i
1: believe he is yeah, he's a realtor i believe and uh, as his day job but he makes um crazy independent pictures um on his own and uh and and his neil's got he's got a lot of ideas a lot of ideas, and man does he stuff those uh those movies with all of them <laughs> and and he, and and uh, it's it's made magical uh not only by uh, Neil's um interesting acting choices uh, and and uh, and um, somewhat um, um interesting physical features coupled with that. Um, but it's also um, he he makes everything sort of like with um, you know boilerplate uh, after effects uh, effects and things like that and uh, and, and somehow the um, the joy I get out of trying to understand what Neil Breen is thinking and what he is trying to convey. Uh, with his films and the sort of like the level of like conspiracy nut coupled with like inability to create a coherent narrative is just a joy to sort of like experience. Neil
0: Breen is what you, listener, if you are an aspiring filmmaker, but you're just like, but you don't have the confidence. that's like, I can't make a movie. I have all the, <laughs> I don't have, no one would want to watch my movie. Yes, yes, listener, you can because Neil Breen is made Five Movies <laughs> <laughs> You can make a movie
1: If Neil Breen can make a movie the, the, My favorite part about Neil Breen's movies Is sticking around for the end credits uh, Because The end credits um, Are <laughs> he, Everything is like Neil Breen's Like uh, companies like it's it's like it's like catered by neil breen's catering oh, yeah, company yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's and and uh and the like the the production company is neil breen's production company and so on and so forth it's just like his name comes up like a million times yeah this, right it's, it's absolutely wonderful <laughs> it's kind
0: of kind of, kind of tommy Wiseau ask anyway. yeah so if you so if you're so if you want so if you've seen the room you want you want something just as bonkers yeah
1: then go check that out I bought his his movie, uh, Fateful Findings, directly from him, and he signed it. So I have a a treasured possession. I have a DVD, a Neil Breen DVD, in which he has autographed. So thank you, Neil, for everything that you you do for cinema. Absolutely. Scott, guilty pleasure. Guilty Uh, pleasure. Well,
3: because I had just brought up Cinematological, um, I have also been invited on that show. (laughs) And uh, we were going to be doing one of my favorite movies, That Is Awful, Johnny mnemonic starring Ooh. Keanu Reeves fresh red Hot off of Speed Keanu Reeves. Uh, it is a dystopian cyberpunk movie and it is objectively terrible. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, partly because it's corny, partly because it's one of a very few movies set in the cyberpunk genre, partly because everyone is so just committed to it, even though it's really not great. Um, It partly because it has a cybernetic dolphin in it like it's just it's got everything. It's got a little it's got Dolph Lundgren as a, a priest slash assassin. It's fantastic. Not, um, seen,
0: not seen this movie in quite some time
3: yeah most people probably did it, it may have crossed your path at some point but not a lot of people have really watched it <laughs> and uh, it's definitely an acquired taste but it is a taste I have acquired it's I would put it in the same category as uh, another one of my guilty pleasure movies The Running Man
1: oh yeah, yeah. with Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger I, I haven't seen The Running Man since I was a kid it is goofy but it's
3: fun, um, and and it definitely kind of in that same guilty pleasure.
1: If I recall correctly, The Running Man is also like stupid violent, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
0: You should not have been watching that as a child. No, no. no. Yeah. Uh, and it's
3: it's mostly just an opportunity for Arnold Schwarzenegger to uh, rattle off like nonstop pithy one liners. It's fantastic. Sub zero now plain zero.
1: <laughs> what happened to Buzzsaw? He had to split. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> I miss the 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 80s uh, because of all of the, the I miss the R-rated movie like those those cheap R all those cheap R-rated movies they mus- they used to make like all the uh, you know all the R-rated martial arts movies that used to come out Yeah uh you know you don't there there isn't really like the the action hero like he used to exist in uh, in uh, in the 80s where it was like you know uh Uh, What's uh, Van Dam and Steven Seagal? uh, Isn't isn't that literally what the Expendables is though? Well, I mean, those like the the Expendables is I don't know is it's more like a superhero team up if you really think about it because like all those action action heroes into into one film. But like but I'm saying like you don't really like The Rock is the closest thing we have to those kind of action heroes Mm -hmm. that they had in the '80s and '90s. And, uh, and, and But you used to have, like, four or five of them yeah. running all at once kind of thing, right?
3: Um, speaking of the Expendables, I saw someone on, I want to say Twitter, had suggested, uh, and I, unfortunately, because it's, this is just off the top of my head, I haven't done the research, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to credit you. If you're listening, this was your idea, it's not mine. <laughs> uh, to do an Expendables spinoff except with all grown-up child stars who were, like, <laughs> the hero in their movies, So, like, Macaulay Culkin and Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. and, like, Haley Joel Osment uh, and them all team up and do an Expendables movie except as, like, grown-up, like, we were kid heroes. <laughs> I, I think like that, like Astin. Like, Sean Astin. Yeah, that would I would be, like that a lot. I think that would be goofy and funny. So, kudos to whoever suggested that. I don't remember who you are, but it was a good idea.
2: <laughs> a guilty pleasure movie that I haven't seen but I need to see is Jim Cotta. It, have oh, Jim Cotta is
1: unbelievable. It's so good. Is
2: it the skill of gymnastics, the kill of karate? That's
1: correct. Right. Cool, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I want to see it. But you are you are not re- ready for the places that it takes you. <laughs> <laughs> like you think, like oh, this might be like some sort of like tournament movie, a la um, you know um, what's the Van Damme tournament movie? Uh, Bloodsport. Blood Blood Sport? Yeah, not at all. It uh, it gets uh, it gets weird.
0: <laughs> awesome. Edmonton is full of passionate people dedicated to building a vibrant community. The well-endowed podcast explores the impact that these municipal champions are having on our city. You can find episodes at the well-endowed Other,
3: other terrible movies that I kind of like are old foreign films. Um, some of my buddies and I get together and we do a thing called it after midnight movies. We'll sometimes live tweet about it. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll occasionally see hashtag after midnight movies pop up. Uh, and it's me and my buddy, Devin and my buddy, Stan, usually staying up late watching, purposefully awful movies like from like the 60s the 70s the 80s uh we'll find old horror movies we'll find like foreign action movies we'll find foreign horror movies foreign action horror movies we've seen some really terrible films and they're all (laughs)
1: delightful and
3: i love getting together with those two guys to watch those
1: terrible movies this this is part of the reason why i have some notes exists at all is because uh uh, colin and i and uh jeff and sally and and my wife uh, we uh, started off watching, having a bad movie night just about every month. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, with uh, with children and stuff like that, it gets a little bit more difficult to get everybody together. But we still get to, you know, we still get to do it now and then. But uh, yeah, the I, I love I love bad movies. I love I, I love a good night of uh, of movie riffing. It's uh, it's sort of like a way I kind of recharge. You know, <laughs> are you guys Mystery Science Theater fans at all?
2: I've never seen him you have never like, seen I'm, mystery I'm science? with
0: Brandon i've never I've watched a bit of one, but I've never I've, I've watched like a couple minutes and mm-hmm. then just like, okay, I gotta go go do something else. How do I you, Scott? Oh uh, yeah, yeah,
1: but I've yeah. not
3: watched I've watched a bunch of mystery science theater, both classic and new. The new series of course uh kickstarted uh, to appear on Netflix mm-hmm. recently uh had their first season uh, confirmed for a second season. One of the Kickstarter backers to my knowledge that you'll find in those credits is Greg Beaver.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Executive producer. I paid $80 for that. Oh wow. There you go. (laughs) Um, If you were to pick one um, mystery science uh, movie to, for someone who hasn't like for Brandon or Mm. Colin to watch that would get them hooked on Mystery Science Theater, which episode would it be? Whew.
3: Um, one of the first ones I saw and one of the ones that got me into Mystery Science Theater was, and I, I suspect I know which one you're going to suggest, mine was Mitchell. Okay. Mitchell is one of the classic ones. It's a terrible cop movie. They go to town on it, and it's very funny.
1: And it's it's a pretty good episode. So I would suggest the Mitchell episode. Okay. Um I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I'll, I'll have a couple. But the, my my uh, absolute favorite episode of all time was "Overdrawn at the Memory Bank," and "Overdrawn at the Memory Bank" was was a public access movie, I think funded by um, the Quebec Film uh, Studio, and and it stars Rao Julia, um, and it, it, it's it's about oh boy what is it about <laughs> like basically um okay so a guy um is working in sort of like a dystopian kind of um uh, computer I don't know he's like a he's like almost like a, a slave at the computer Kind of it's almost kind of bi- um 1984 um he gets in trouble by the company because he he scrolls up cinemas and uh and he's watching um, uh, Casablanca. And their solution to cure him of his, um, his need for s- watching movies on his work computer is to send him for rehab. And the rehab is to, um, they call it doppling in the movie, they doppel his brain into a monkey and then he so, <laughs> and then essentially like that's even that's only a small portion of it. Like you would think that that would be like, oh, a man in a monkey's brain. That's the entire movie. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> he he the, the monkey then freaks out and he loses his brain inside the computer and then he spends the rest of the movie reliving Casablanca in the computer. And it's just the most bananas uh, uh, concept for a movie um and uh, and the the riffing on it is incredible so that would be that would be one uh, episode i would suggest um the other great place to start is actually mystery science theater the movie um because it's kind of if you haven't seen the show before it reintroduces you to the whole concept um it reintroduces you to all the characters and the movie Riffing is fantastic in it. It was the first Mystery Science thing that I personally saw, and, and I and fell in love with it immediately. For the record, it
3: was the one I expected you were going to yeah. suggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to suggest one of the new Netflix series, because not all of the old stuff is available on Netflix. There is, there is a curated uh, list of them currently available on Netflix from the classic series. But then there is the new series. The first season is up. Um, which of the new season would you recommend as a good
1: jumping in point? Oh, um... Uh what's the what's the space one I can't remember that the doesn't name. narrow it down there's like a, <laughs> there's like one that has like a, it's like a Star Wars ripoff
3: Oh yeah 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 and it's got like Christopher Plummer in it and David hasselhoff
1: yeah I want to say it's like it's not Star Crash Star Crash yeah yes yeah that Star was, Crash is a good choice yeah.
3: that's a solid choice it is okay. it is a goofy movie and they have a lot of fun with it that sounds pretty good. I was gonna recommend disaster movie
1: Avalanche. That is also a really good episode, yeah. That's a pretty good one yeah. too. Yeah. The I was I was quite I said this before on the podcast, but I was quite delighted when the the new season came back and um the the first episode was a little rough. Um there was some timing issues with the with the riffs and stuff like that. But once they got going, it was like it was right back to like, oh, this is exactly the show I remember and and uh And uh, uh, they were doing a great job And I love seeing Patton Oswalt as as one of the mads That's just uh, a a delight
0: I have a question for Brandon Okay Brandon, you are a co-owner of a comic shop You see lots of people, you see lots of comics Here's a scenario We, Scott, Greg and I Give you $300 million to make a superhero movie Since it's peak superhero Who is the most deserving character To get a superhero movie Who does not have one at the moment
2: Squirrel Girl yeah? Uh huh. 100%. Didn't even,
0: didn't even hesitate. No. Uh, Squirrel Girl, for, for those who are to wear.
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, Squirrel Girl was a character created uh, in the early 90s, co created by uh, Steve Ditko. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and in her first appearance, she, uh, uh, she appears to help um, Tony Stark, Iron Man, fight. Dr. Doom, Tony Stark's not doing a good job. And so she talks to squirrels who crawl (laughs) all over Dr. Doom and Dr. Doom is defeated.
3: To this day, Dr. Doom maintains that was a Doom bot.
2: Oh, yeah. He does indeed. (laughs) Um, Now, the current comic book series uh, is written by Ryan North of Dinosaur Comics um, and a bunch of other projects. Um, And... What it tends to focus on is it takes this uh, idea of the unbeatable squirrel girl and actually, like, transposes it to a whole bunch of other characters. Um, Like, the first big character she ends up needing to fight with is Galactus. But all the ways that she ends up fighting these people, she does end up fighting them, but during the same time, she's talking with them being like, why are you like this? (laughs) Why are you doing this? Um, Her and Craven are great friends now okay um because uh uh, throughout their battles they've had like these conversations where he's kind of done some introspection so he was gone for a while in his cray van um (laughs) uh uh hunting on his own terms and all this kind of stuff and now now he's a good dude uh but uh yeah she'll just approach situations where like so yeah generally people tend to come up and punch you in the face uh but why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> While she's punching them in the face because they're doing a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and it is so smart and so great. And uh, people really love it. It's one of the best selling comics that's out there, not in single issues, but in graphic novels. Okay. Um, and it's more of like where the all ages market is right now. Yeah. And uh, she is going to be huge. She's going to be in her uh, co starring in a. Uh, an animated series coming out really soon would you uh bring in the rest of the
3: Great Lakes Avengers as ancillary characters to her because I know who they are they are goofy yeah and uh, I'm curious if you would bring them in like flat man
2: there was a and, uh, there was a recent Great Lakes Avengers reboot okay uh where she was uh she is too busy oh. So they carried around a cardboard cutout of her <laughs> because she's very popular right now, and they're looking to be a very popular team.
3: They're they're like a bunch of D-list superheroes who have really bizarre powers, but are and are kind of Avengers in name only. In that the Avengers are just like, yeah, okay, you can be Avengers, yeah. Um, and they do really low-stake superheroics because again, they're not A-list superheroes and they have really weird powers. <laughs> One of them is literally a man who is two-dimensional. His name is Flatman. <laughs> yep. That is his power.
2: <laughs> he, he can be very flat. One's doorman. He, is, he has the power to be a door. Um, can Flatman stand up? Or is he like always he, on the ground? He
3: kind of like flies around on a gust of wind. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's two dimensional.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the other answer would be Ms. Marvel. The current Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan. Uh, that would be a, a fantastic movie that people are actually waiting for. Agreed? Mm-hmm. I would agree
3: with that. Um. Just because I'm curious if you
2: could pick uh, a DC character to get into a movie. Ooh, that's very interesting. Um, probably Mr. Miracle. Good choice. Because uh, he can escape anything. He can escape anything. His
3: his name is Scott Free.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I would, I would run that. Um, I would possibly run it as the current uh, Mr. Miracle series is running, which is... Um, uh, him and Barda trying to start a family, and so it's it's juxtaposed with him having to fight uh, these wars on Apocalypse and and uh, New Genesis, which are we talked briefly about the New Gods in the Justice League thing in another episode. Uh, they're those characters, and they're warring forever, um, but juxtaposed with these huge big battles or whatever and then just like them at home just being like oh this kid i don't even understand how to deal with poop (laughs) like it's it's so good i can
0: escape from anything and i'm escaping from diaper duty exactly yeah uh i think that will wraps up uh for tonight uh brandon thanks for being on the podcast uh where can people find you what would you like to plug
2: uh you can find me on the internet on twitter at super toasterson that's The foodstuff of soup, the letter Y, and as though you have a toaster who is your son. And you can find uh, my shop on uh, Twitter at Variant Edmonton and online at VariantEdmonton.com. And that's a
0: a comics and used bookstore. Perfect. So you can get everything you could possibly need ever. Mm -hmm. So maybe when you need to take a break from all the things we told you to watch, you want to go read some stuff, Variant Edition, grab some stuff. Uh, They will also, if you're not in Edmonton, or maybe if the, the store is a little bit farther away from you, they can uh, get stuff shipped. Absolutely. We do uh, in city delivery and mail order as well. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Scott C. Bourgeois, you have other podcasts. I'm known to podcast. Yes, you are a known podcaster.
3: Uh, I have, in addition to I have some notes, uh, the Read Along, which is a mini book club for your ears. My lovely wife Anita and I uh, go through a book one chapter at a time every week. Uh, we're currently reading The Word is Murder by Anthony Horowitz. Uh, it's a murder mystery. It's pretty fun. Uh, you can check that out uh, basically wherever podcasts are found. I also have a comedy podcast, which I make in conjunction with Rapid Fire Theater, local uh, improv luminaries. Uh, and it's called What About? And uh, it's every episode is just its own fun, improvised, rambunctious comedy. And it's worth checking out.
1: Um, I would like to just before we get to our uh, to our closing. Um, it just as you're listening to this, we are we are likely about two weeks away from uh, the start of uh, season four of I Have Some Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to uh, say thank you to all the listeners who uh, who made uh season three so enjoyable. Thank you for all your input. Um, in particular, we'd like to thank uh, Andrew Phillips, who is at Abstracticals on uh, Twitter, who uh, was doing some uh, some some cover art for us for our podcast. Yeah. He did our uh, the Justice League uh, cover art, uh, which is very cool. Um, and he's also been uh, been spending time uh, throwing up a whole bunch of posters on Twitter. You've probably seen them uh, as uh, uh, trying to convince us to do the movies he wants to see <laughs> us to do. So we may <laughs> get okay. some,
0: we may get to some of those, Andrew. Uh, in season four, yeah, we always want to hear what you guys think. We always want your movie suggestions. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. Uh, if you really like the show, uh, please consider rate reviewing it on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, and you know that we like podcasts, and you might want another movie podcast, we highly recommend you check out our fellow Alberta podcast uh, show, Read Podcasting. Uh, join Janet and Lucia as they recast their favorite and not so favorite movies. Uh, much like Tom Hardy here, and I have some notes. To- Tony Danza manages to get himself cast in every podcasting movie. Uh, Tony Danza needs to be in a superhero movie. <laughs> um, our show and others from the network are being broadcast on G Radio. You- G Radio. You can find it at gradio.ca. You also find our episodes on the CKWA Radio app. You can download that from the Apple App Store. Uh, new episodes every two weeks uh and uh yeah season four coming up thank you very much for for spending time with us uh we a lot of places you can listen you chose to listen here and we really appreciate that so thank you we'll uh chat with you soon and uh yeah
1: keep watching season four